0: Welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture.
1: Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community.
0: On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around god's word to advance christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community my name is ron young former headmaster at providence academy and founder of the palatine institute and i'm noah tetzner
1: a curious student of classical education and
0: podcast producer through our conversations we look forward to sharing fellowship knowledge and practical wisdom for his glory Here on a quarter three strands podcast.
1: Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to a quarter three strands. Today is an episode entitled "Children Obey Your Parents." Dun dun dun. Mister Young, I've been saying that a lot. (laughs) You know when I well actually I still get it from my parents even though I'm a legal adult. Children obey your parents, so that you may live long in the land that
0: God giveth thee. Yep, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. So, yeah, children obey your parents. So we we've just to back up. We looked at um, husbands and the role of a husband. We looked at wives last week, and now following uh, Ephesians chapter into Ephesians chapter six. Now, uh, children. Yeah. So let me let me read from Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children, instead bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord, the word of God. And what's the reference on that again? Ephesians chapter six, verses one through four. Gotcha. Yeah. So here, it here it is. This is, so if the, the duty of the husband or the wife is to submit to her husband and respect him and the duty of the husband is to love his wife and yeah. to, um, you know, to uh, water her with God's word and um, the, the, the duty. The duty of a child is to obey parents and to honor his father or his or her father and mother. Um, And so we're going to start with that, that idea of the fact that as a parent, it is our obligation to make sure our children are obeying us and honoring us. Okay. So I, I mentioned last week or the week before, I don't remember, but that we wanted to, the last two episodes will be a lot about training of children, and so this week what I want to do is focus on the training and instruction of the Lord, and then next week we'll finish our season talking about creating a culture in the home that promotes a flourishing Christian culture, and and that's going to include a lot more of this uh, training mm-hmm. um, of of children. So so let me start with. Let me start with the what's what's obvious here, okay what's obvious here is that we're supposed to teach our children to obey us and to honor us at the same time fathers are not to exasperate our children, right so I don't know if uh if you are in the audience uh have ever had children uh, but um sometimes that seems like counter to each other that I'm going to try to get my children to obey me actually I'm not going to try I'm going to get my children to obey me without exasperating them yeah does that make sense right if you've ever seen a screaming child in a supermarket where the, the <laughs> parent is really trying hard to get them to obey them and yeah and uh, not to exasperate them um, the reality is is that how they're behaving, the parent is behaving is exasperating to a child, and and I'll I'll get to that here. Um, it is our duty as a parent to make sure that our child is not sinning against the Lord. When my child is not obeying me, they are sinning. Okay, let me repeat that. When my child is disobeying me, they are sinning against the Lord. This is the command right here. Children, obey your parents and the Lord. Or it's the right, or it's right. So when they're not obeying me, they're sinning against the Lord. So what am I supposed to do as a father or as, or what are you supposed to do as a mother? Not you, Noah, but you know, my, in <laughs> yeah. my audience, you moms out there, yeah. what are you supposed to do? Well, you need to instruct them on how to obey. And you do this in a way that's not exasperating to them. In other words, I am going to make them obey things that they can do, right? I'm going to be consistent in my requirements um, because there's nothing more frustrating to a child as if you are insisting that they do something one day but not the next, or the next, or the next, but then the next you do insist, right? Do, 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 right, do, right. Do you see what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So if I'm if I'm consistent. In my requirements of obedience it's not exasperating it's only exasperating when you are wishy-washy as a parent yeah right um so we want them to be able to succeed in what we're telling them to do and we want to be consistent in what they want to do so how how is it that we set them up for success in, in obeying yeah so so we do things at our house, and it's really my wife, and she's amazing at this at a very young age. Um, we first of all, we want to give them the proper expectation. When I tell you to come, for instance, you come, and if you don't come, you're disobeying us, and here's the consequence for disobeying. But we're doing this. we're doing this not not because we are you know um trying to do something for our own good. Like we're, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of this kid, not obeying me. So I'm going to force him to obey me so that I'm no longer sick and tired of it. Mm -hmm. That is not the motivation. Yeah. Right. Our instructions are to reflect God's word and it's for Christ's glory and for our child's own good. So kids can, kids can smell this out, Mm. right? Kids can smell this out. It is what I'm instructing them to do or telling them to do for my convenience, right. or is it for their good? Right. Is the the rule or the 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 thing that I'm telling them to do or commanding them to do, is it a reflection of God's own word, or is it a whim of Ron Young? Kids kids will know that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So if I'm not going to exasperate them and I don't want them to sin, I want my instructions to be reflect God's word for Christ's own glory and for our child's good. Yeah. Not for my convenience. Right. So if, if, uh, so my wife will say, okay, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to do it. Or, or at least this is the result, right? This is, you know, if I, if they, if we tell our child to, uh, clean the bathroom, we will first clean the bathroom with them. So they know what it, means to clean the bathroom, how to clean the bathroom, and what we expect it to look like when it's done. Yeah. I highly recommend this, by the way, because, you know, we I, I forget what my wife said, how many years it's been since she had to clean the bathroom. <laughs> One, because we had a lot of kids. Yeah. They, they just took turns cleaning the bathroom and they did it really well. She, she never had to clean the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome. Um, or me, for that matter, which I have cleaned the bathroom from time to time. It really hasn't been on my my job. My name uh, occasionally makes it on the chore chart. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that 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 being said, we give them the right expectations, we teach them how to do it, and then we also coach them. right? So yeah. so uh, my wife would actually, when they were really, really young, would uh, before going into a grocery store, would practice with our kids, almost like a game. Okay, you know, go go wander. And then when I call your name, you come back as fast as you can. Okay, let's, let's try it. Right. And so our, our child will walk off. They'll go, all right, Jake, come. And then, and then Jake would turn around and run back. Oh, good job. Good job. Good job. Right. Let's try that again. You know? And, yeah. and, and so there's this, there's this expectation, there's this practice, there's this coaching. Okay. Well, you're going to go into the grocery store. And what I want you to do is you need to keep a hand on the cart at all times. And you are not allowed to touch or ask for anything. Okay. Let's practice that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they go in. Yeah. And while we're, while they're in, it's like, Hey, good job. You're doing that. Good job. Good job. Right. So in the midst of their chore or in the midst of their, their practice, there's encouragement, there's continued coaching. Yeah. When we get back out of the store, whatever, then you, you refl- just like any coach would do, yeah. then you, you, you reflect, Hey, you guys did a great job. Um, you know, there's that one time when we were by the Kit Kats or, you know, whatever it is. And, and I know that was a big, big reach and, you know, but you really wanted that and, you know, but we'll work on that next time. Right. Yeah. And so there's like, there's praise there's right. So you had, you had clear expectations, you had coaching, yeah, you had encouragement, you, you had all these things. And this is all part of what we call discipline. Yeah. Right all to prepare them for success so that they might obey us yeah and uh and um honor us yeah right so it there's a lot that goes into it and it's a lot of work but but here's what here's the scenario that happens the most and i see it all the time i i see it i see it amongst our parents at our school i see it amongst our parents at our church um it's it's universal and it's hard a parent will ask a child or tell, ask a child, not tell them, first of all, <laughs> don't do that. Tell your children to do things, you know, tell, yeah. tell them, I want you to do this and, and make them go do it. Don't ask them to do it. Cause if they don't do it, then they're technically not disobeying you. Right. And then it just causes frustration. So, so you say to your child, I, I want you to go do this. And then they, they don't do it. Yeah. Or they're running around like wild banshees and you go, stop, stop, come here, come here. And they, they just keep, keep going, stop, stop. They keep going. And what happens is at some point you get frustrated enough that you yell at your child. That's when your child knows you're serious Yeah, and they come. And if you discipline them now, because you're angry at them, they think the reason that they, uh, that they're getting punished or disciplined is because they made you angry. In other words, your instruction are not revo- is not revolving around God's word. It's revolving around your right. own feelings. Right. And that is horrible and that's exasperating to a child. Yeah. Okay. So you might ask, well then how do you discipline when things go wrong? Okay. I'm glad you asked, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what 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 we have found as a as a great I'm going to start with the tool that we found, okay? because it, it fits with what we think is a really good yeah. thing. Uh, there, there's a, a company called Timberdoodle, and they have something called an if-then chart. Mm. It's a lifesaver, an if-then chart. But basically, it's this. We want our children, our instructions to our children to revolve around God's word. And if we're disciplining them, it's because they're breaking God's word. Not because I'm frustrated or mad with them, yeah. but because they're sinning and we don't want them to sin. We de- we want to teach them how to not uh, sin. Right. So what we have on the if then chart is our categories like disobedience, lying, stealing, yeah, um, you know, hitting or fighting, you know, coarse uh, t- talk or, you know, bad speech, you know, that type of thing. So there, there's all these different categories on there, and then there's a there's a and with pictures on it. So a ch- if a child can't read yet, they you can point to it and tell them what that is, yeah. and they understand. And then uh, in the middle there's a scripture verse that that tells the command. This is God's word. You know, thou shalt not right. bear false witness or something like that. You know, yeah. don't don't lie. Uh, you know, thou shalt not steal. You know, those those types of things. Yeah. Um, children obey your parents. You know, so it's very clear. Here's what scripture says. Mm-hmm. This is what you did. This is what scripture says. And then the third column is the punishment. Yeah. Right. And so what we, what we do is the, those are all blank and you can fill in your own punishment. So the beauty of it is this, it, if you're a parent, you, you'll totally get what I mean here. The hard thing is when you're trying to be a parent and you're trying to be consistent, is when a child misbehaves, it's really hard for you to think on the fly of what you ought to do. What should the consequence be? Or what was the consequence last time? Right. Or, right, or you've established a consequence, then your husband comes home from work, or your wife comes home from, you know, some meeting, yeah. and that the same behavior happens, and then your spouse does something completely different. Yeah. Right, or to the fact that and this is, this is um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, my dad's not listening. But here's <laughs> in reality, you know, this is what my brothers and I did was we knew that if we got in trouble by my mom, the punish would be way less than if my I got in trouble by my dad. Right, right. So there was a little bit of inconsistency, and then when there was consistency, like you know what we did deserved a swat, we'd much rather get swatted by our mom than our dad because my mom didn't didn't really hurt. We would mm-hmm. just fake cry and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That sounds horrible. I was a bad boy. (laughs) Um, Thanks be to God. I I mean, right. Yeah. Let's praise God for his grace. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, what we want to do is, is, um, is, is be consistent. So what, what Wendy and I would did was we looked through each of these categories and we, we wanted to be consistent and we put down things. So like for disobedience, you know, it might be SWATs. And we had different age kids, so the if our, our oldest son would get more swats than our youngest, that type of thing. So it was, it was kind of fair. I don't know, or or yeah. made sense. And um, you know, if it was like uh something to do with their speech, whether it was uh, um, saying some sort of vulgarity or you know cursing or using the Lord's name in vain we would put it called it yuck in the mouth I, I was okay with putting soap in the mouth but there was all these articles about how that could be not be good and i, I don't know and we capitulated so we just used stuff that our kids hated like mustard or something like yeah. that or whatever just they just hated it in their mouth yeah. because we wanted it to the punishment to kind of fit with right. what they did right. and if there's nothing scripturally that that really fit. We we kind of made something up creatively, like yeah. yuck in your mouth, you know. Um, and and so that that's kind of what we we do. So we put the if-then chart in the bathroom on the downstairs bathroom, uh, behind a cupboard so that when people guests came into our room, they didn't see the if-then chart. You know, it wasn't <laughs> sure. There. And and so and we had an implement for uh for swatting, you know, we spare the rod, spoil the child. Yeah. Um so we we had a uh, you know this long glue stick, right? And they sting. Um, and so what, before I move on, I just want to say, when you're, if you're going to swat your children, um, though I am a huge believer in it, huge. I I know there's some people that it's not their thing. I, I'm not gonna do it. But if you are going to, one of the things I would really recommend to you is that you practice swatting on yourself, so that you know, like each time. So you know what it feels like on your child. Because right. you you want to punish them, you want it to 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 hurt, but you don't want to injure your child. You don't wanna right. So you wanna you want it to to uh um sting, but you don't want it to welt. You know, you don't want it to, you know, so you wanna you wanna practice it on your own leg or your own, you know, body before you administer it. Um all right. I got that out of the way. So, so we, we chose this implement because we didn't want to hit our child with our hand. We we're going to use a rod, this thing, this implement of discipline. So my hands, our hands are, and it sounds really uh, uh, mushy here, yeah. but our, our hands, we want them to be something that we hug them with. Yeah. Right. We're not going to, we're not going to strike them. Yeah so we're going to use an implement to, to do the swatting yeah right you could use a belt you could use a spoon a wooden spoon or something that's what my parents used um you can use whatever it is but i would i would say test it on yourself first before you ever use it on your your child um and then but what we do is it's in the same place and so when i our, when our, one of our children misbehaved right they've sinned they've they've done something we would take them into the bathroom. I'd sit on the bathtub, and that were there and they would stand looking at me. Uh, we'd open up, and we first open up the cupboard, you know, with with the offense chart, and we talk about what they did. They'd mm-hmm. have to confess to us what they did. Mm-hmm. We'd show them on the chart that this is a sin. Yeah, and 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 why we're, and what what's going to happen? Now yeah. the great thing is the is not only. Are Wendy and I then on the same page, your mom and dad are on the same page not only that it's a sin, but we both go to the same place to do this. We, we both have the same punishment, but the child also knows, right? So they know what to expect because they did that thing. Right. And in other words, they're not going to get disciplined out of my own anger or frustration or you know, oh, my child was extra naughty, so I'm going to give extra. Dis-. No, yeah, this is a sin. This is what God's word says about it, and because you broke God's word, this is what this is the discipline we're administering to you. And and they confess the sin, they receive the consequence of that of that sin in a temporal way, but we pray about it, and they're assured of the forgiveness they have from God. Yeah. And they're also assured of the forgiveness they have for us. In other words, listen to this, that punishment part to it is for correction. It's for correction. It's not to just leave them. Yeah, It's not retribution. It's not I, retribution. It's correction. Okay, And then, and then they're assured of it. Now here, here's the great thing. And we, we leave with a hug and I love you, that type of thing. It's not brought up again. It's not because right. We're, we wanted to model God's discipline. We yeah. wanted to model what God does. When we sin against God and we confess our sins, He is uh, faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So He doesn't go, so the next time I sin, He doesn't go, oh, again? Remember last time and the time before? No it's been forgiven and forgotten. It's been, yeah. it, it was nailed to the cross with Jesus. His blood has covered it. It's gone as the East is from the West. So far as he removed our sins uh, from our transgressions from us. Yeah, And and so we do the same with our children. Yeah. So our child sins, we take care of it immediately. We go through that process. And in the end, they have confessed, they are forgiven. They're assured of that forgiveness. And then we don't bring it up again. It's done. Yeah. Right. So what what happens, what I see in, in parents, this exasperating thing they do is they wait till they're frustrated or angry. The child interprets it as that. Right. And then when they do it again, not if, when the children do it again, yeah. you bring it up. Or they do something else, not the particular sin that you disciplined, but some other thing, you bring it up, like, oh, you've been so bad today. You did this, this, and this, and now this, and now da. da, da. Yeah. Well, that's you're exasperating your children. Right. Either they're forgiven or they're not. Either they've been punished for it or not. Mm. It, does this make sense? Yeah, right. So so you have to you have to have this consistent thing where it's pointing to God's word. The reason I'm disciplining you, I'm correcting you is because you've sinned against God and I don't want you to sin. And I'm disciplining you so that God won't say <laughs> so God won't. Yeah. So that you learn. Right. And this is the duty that God has given to me. Right. So we we talk about all these things. We do it. Um, and that, now here's the point. I, there are times there have been times, you know, it's been very, very few because my children have all naturally been really good. I'm, I'm folks, (laughs) I'm being facetious. Kids aren't naturally good. Kids are naturally, you know, you get a point there. even Zach got in trouble, right? He, he did, he got in trouble. He said, and also the older he's gotten, the more he's revealed about some of his stinkiness when he was Um, younger that Ellie, well, Ellie points it out. (laughs) Oh, do you know that when Zach did was, you know, he did this (laughs) and we go, yeah, but we still love him more than you guys. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Ellie's probably listening to my podcast and she's going to be mad I said that. <laughs> That's a joke. The, the point is, is that people, people, we're not naturally good. We're naturally sinners. Mm-hmm. Some people's sins are more evident than others. Some people's sins exasperate us more than others, but it's all sin. We're not naturally good. We have to train them. We have to correct them. We have to does this make sense? Yes. So people will talk about how good my kids are. Well, what they haven't seen is all the time and effort that has gone into making them yeah. be better people. Right. Right. It just, it takes time. And, and it's, again, it's always because we're pointing to God's word and we're correcting things against God's word. We're also trying to teach them to love, not just, not to, not to be afraid of the standard that God has given. It's a good standard. We want them to love that standard. And we want them of their own free will. We want them to also want to be obedient to God's word. Mm. So that's part of our correction, part of our discipline, part of our, and, and how this works, Noah, I have to say, is when a child is in trouble, when they have sinned, when they know that they've sinned, and they receive correction and forgiveness. They receive correction and forgiveness. It is such a burden taken off of them. Yeah. That they love. They, the response to that is love and relief. My, my wife, one of the things she's absolutely loved about my role as headmaster at Province Academy is all the little kids who will come up and hug me. There'll be some when I'm walking down the hall, they'll come up and they'll just hold my hand. Almost all of those children are kids that I had in the office. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's a, what's happened is, is that they've, they've misbehaved in the classroom. They've done something. And they know that that something has caused a breach between them and their teacher or them and their classmate or their classmates. And there's this, you know, in Genesis 3, when, when Adam and Eve sin, their eyes are open, they, they realize their nakedness. This nakedness has not isn't just that they're without clothes; it's also that they're vulnerable. Yeah, they've become because of their sin, they're now vulnerable to the displeasure of God, mm-hmm. and in in these kids' case, also to their teacher. Yeah, and to their friends, all their eyes are on them. They've blown it, and it's and it's it's shameful, and it's hard, and it's they're stuck, and so when they when they come to my office. I work them, I work it so that they can then confess their sin. They can be able to say that they are sorry to God. Yeah. And then we come and we talk to whoever, whether it's a teacher, or another student, and then they're reconciled and they're so happy. They're so relieved, right? From then on, it's, it's like they want to give me a hug. They want to hold my hand. They want to give me a high five, all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's one of, it's one of the best parts about the job as as yeah. headmaster. And, and sadly, you know, I don't, I don't get to do that anymore, but it was so, it was so fun. Yeah. But it's the same with our own children. If, if we are pointing them to God's word, they know when they've blown it, mm-hmm. they know when they've sinned. And when you, you show them the way back and they can be reconciled to you, you're not mad at them. You're not mad at them. You love them and you're correcting them. And God has forgiven them, and so have I. And we don't talk about it again because they've been forgiven. They know how to live as forgiven people, and they begin to love the whole system of, of, of this good thing. Mm. The law is good. It's perfect. It's reviving the soul. Yeah. And it condemns us.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. His death on the cross has has uh, covered our sins. His blood has covered our sins, and we are forgiven. And so this this whole system of of God loving us so much to give us His law, and a, and to provide an atonement that we can be forgiven is such a great thing. Um, kids, when they're when they are undergo that kind of discipline or that kind of correction, um, they understand it all. In the in terms of love and grace, yeah, and it and it's good. And then they want they want to be good. Is it, yeah, does that, that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mister Young, this
1: has been this has been great. What is your uh, final word of encouragement for the the parent out there?
0: Well, one that went really fast. My <laughs> my my big courage is this. Okay. The best thing that you could do, right? It, it, it's interesting. I I'm a ruling elder at Jacob's Well, which is a PCA church, a Presbyterian Presbyterian church in America. And and we have um uh we have membership vows and and these and you know, potential members take a class and then we interview them. And one of the questions that we ask is um is we ask them if they will vow to basically um you know, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, uh, live a life that becomes a follower of Jesus, right? Yeah. That that's that's one of the things that they're vowing when they become a member of our church. And that idea of um, what does it look like to be a follower of Jesus? Like what, if, if you think of what a follower of Jesus does, um, you can say, well, a follower of Jesus is supposed to be obedient to to Christ and his commands. If you love me, Jesus says you'll obey my commands. And and so we understand that following Jesus has to do a lot with repentance, right? We we have to, if we're going to be following Jesus, we have to recognize when we're not, and we're not obeying, and when we've blown it. And so the life of following Jesus is one of continual repentance. Now, I bring that up as we talk about parenting, mm-hmm. because parenting, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ and a parent, <laughs> it means you're going to be doing a lot of repenting. Yeah, and, and so I would say my big takeaway is this, if you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to what I've just talked about in terms of disciplining your children, um, and, and our duty... Right, is to, is that we want to make sure that they're obedient to us. Yeah. Um, that uh and not to exasperate them. This this sounds overwhelming. You might go, man, this is not how my house runs at all. All this stuff. Here it is. Ready? Um, repent and start today. And then when you blow it, just repent again and keep and keep going. In other words, make things better every day. Repent and move forward, repent and move forward. I'd also go to Timberdoodle. <laughs> we'll put it on our our website in our resource page, the Timberdoodle, uh, where you can get one of these if then charts, um, they are wonderful, but, but just repent and move on. You and your spouse get together, talk through this. I mean, you have to, it's a commitment and it's hard work, but it's also your obligation before God it's your obligation before God. Your children, when they're not obedient to you, well, are sinning. Yeah, <laughs> are sinning. When they are exasperated, you are sinning. So, something's got to give. Repent. Get the chart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to have the chart. I think it's just a wonderful tool, and and go on. So that's that's my advice.